You're listening to the FUVFC Podcast on WFUVSports.org. FUVFC, March 16th, 2018. A very somber one for me, and I guess for Jackson as well, but more somber for me. Because I'm a, I'm a hopeful kind of fan. I'm not necessarily cynical when it comes to my, my team, Chelsea FC. And it was, it, was a, it was a tough way to bow out. It was a bowing out in the Champions League that Chelsea did against Barcelona. A true Lionel Messi masterclass. Basically, his, his doing were... I mean, he scored two goals but had the assist on the third goal. And his, yep. his Messi magic. He is a magician. I've, I've never really been a huge Lionel Messi fan, but after that game, I can't... I can't say anything bad about him. He is he's incredible. And it's funny because the two goals he did score were both off bad Chelsea mistakes. Yeah. Especially I mean the first game was, was the first as, game. as Piliqueta sent it right across. Christensen sent it across. And missed he the missed tackle. the tackle, yep. And then in the second game, Courtois just forgot how to play goal <laughs> goalie for about Yeah, that was and didn't wake up, but that's been the culmination of a of Courtois kind of tapering off in form. He's been a little bit suspect he, later on in this season. Honestly, yeah, this is more of a hot take, but he's the most overhyped goaltender in the Premier League. I no, I think that's Hugo Lloris. I see. I think Lloris. There, is... there's, there's, there's competition there. I, I, I like, I like her Lloris more because he's, he's not as hyped. I, I should say. As I would Courtois. agree. Court, no, Courtois, Courtois is very, is he's as... very hyped, and he hasn't really done anything to really reinforce the fact yeah. that he is one of the best keepers I, in the world. He hasn't. He's been a different goaltender, I think, since the World Cup. That that that's been since, since the 2014, the 2014 World, Cup? World Cup, where he I mean, re- that's, that's when he, that's that's when when he, he first really went burst, to Chelsea. That's where he really bursted onto the scene because I don't think he was talked about as much when he was at at Atletico. Well, before. he did take him to the Champions League but, final he, in 2014. Listen, he did, he did. But since then, I just feel like ever since he's gotten to Chelsea, and obviously the the pressure is tremendous there. He, yeah, he just he hasn't been the same to me. He has won in three years in a Chelsea kit, four years in a Chelsea kit. He has won, I would say, premier save, and that was last year at Sunderland to kind of maintain that win that winning yeah. streak. It was like win ten oh, of yeah. thirteen. I, it was like a I I, right from outside the box. I think I forget who it was. It was like a left back who had a ridiculous strike, and Courtois was able to get a hand to it and push it aside. That's the one world-class save that I can look at. I mean, De Gea has like six this year. De Gea had six in the Arsenal game alone yeah. where he had like 16 saves. Yeah, but. that's... So you're... I, I would agree. I would say both Hugo Lloris and Courtois are kind of really more overhyped than they should be. But Yeah, I mean, and, and that's going to happen. Regardless, because they play for the two, they big, pay for the great two, teams. They play for the two big London and they don't, clubs, and they really. don't get a ton of yeah. a ton of action. Yeah, I mean, and the the three London clubs players usually typically always get overhyped. That's and fair. Petr Cech's been so bad oh, he's for Arsenal awful. this year that he you can't possibly overhype. Yeah, them. Arsenal need a new goalkeeper coming in hot in this episode. I didn't even introduce <laughs> you, Jackson Heil is my co-host for this one. Also got a special guest. We've got James Dore, a fellow Loomis Chafee alum, okay. went to high school with him. So he's going to be prob- probably on the FUV sports staff next year. So welcome to him, getting his first taste of the FUV lifestyle. I guess you can call it a lifestyle, right, Jackson? You've been here for, what, four months? Uh, four six mo- months. About six months, Let's say yeah. six months, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've been here more than you over the past like month and a well, half. With well, I mean, yes, I was gone for a month. So Full disclosure, I, I got, everybody. I got, I got to get... I got to get fully acclimated to the FUV lifestyle. But <laughs> when I wasn't here yeah, is exactly, when you got fully acclimated. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. All right, so we're mostly going to talk about we've got— It's getting che- weird. It's getting really weird right now. <laughs> Let's move on. We've t- I'm a Chelsea fan. You're a Man United fan. We're going to talk heavily upon those two games, and they probably are the two biggest storylines, especially in the oh, English game right now, but probably in world football right now. 
And then we'll kind of touch upon the UCL draw. Both of our teams are out. Liverpool and Man, Man City, the final two representatives from England, and they play each other, which I thought was a rough draw, not just for both teams, because both teams, I mean, Liverpool is the only team to beat Man City in the league this yep. season. But also, I feel like that's that's a real tough draw just for English football in general, because you want these English teams to go as far as they can. I mean, everybody was saying, oh, five teams in the knockout stages. There are only two left. Yeah, I mean... The Tottenham lose in which we you we, you guys discussed last episode. Yes. I mean that was that was that was the real heartbreaker for English. I would agree with that. They had the they very, had that game. At the very worst, you would have had three. You would have had two different matchups of English teams. With obviously you have Liverpool, Man City. You only get one now. Yeah. But like you said, I mean they had that game in the bag, and then give Juventus credit, they changed tactically and quickly countered. Against Tottenham, I mean two world class players. I mean oh, Dybala yeah. and Higuain are incredible. Give, I mean Higuain really doesn't he he gets talked about for not scoring the big goals i i have to give him a lot of credit because i mean you look back he gets a really bad rep for missing that open net in the world, <laughs> in the cup, world final cup and being offside Germany. yep and yeah. that was he he was tremendous in that little 10 minute stretch where oh, juventus yeah. got back into the game and got got took advantage on aggregate so but nonetheless i i, I think City. It cannot it, be understated how good he was for Napoli when he scored like sixty yeah. or some odd oh, goals that season. Absolutely. You can't, you I can't mean, understate that. He's he's a world class player. Yes, but, but in general, I think I honestly I think Liverpool is going to come out on top in this in this matchup. Really, it, it's it's not because listen, City has nothing to worry about other than the Champions League, and I think that does give them an advantage there. But I just I think Liverpool. I just after the after watching them beat City the first time when they were up four one for most of the game and then they kind of just took mm-hmm. p- took the foot off the gas pedal at the end. I I like Klopp going against Guardiola and that's okay. like that that's that's just it sounds weird coming out of my mouth and I I feel like I'm gonna regret saying it, but I just for some reason I I like Liverpool's attack going against mm-hmm. City City defensively in that because City can have their lapses defensively. Yeah. When they're not playing their best, but nonetheless, I, I like Liverpool in that matchup. I'm, but overall, it is a really tough draw for England. I'm really excited for this Champions League knockout round. I mean, the all English all English tie is going to be great. The only one that doesn't stick out to me is Barcelona Roma. That's going to be yeah. Barcelona is probably going to dominate. Yeah, I mean, Juve- is, it's Juventus Sevilla, no, right? Juventus, Juventus uh, Real Madrid. Real Madrid. That's right. It's, it's a rematch of it's Bayern Sevilla. Bayern Sevilla. Okay, Bayern's that gonna, one doesn't. That one doesn't. Ah, uh, no, Sevilla, I won't go dude, that far. Sevilla is awful. I I trust Sevilla more. Than than I do Roma. I'll say that. I will say the one thing I'll say about Sevilla is they have nothing to play for other than the Champions exactly. League, similar to Man City after they have the title wrapped up and they're out of the FA Cup. But that that Sevilla could make things interesting. I mean, if they perform like they did against United, I mean, they dominated pretty much both games. So they they've shown. I mean, they could beat a world class team at the highest level. But Munich's Munich's a different. Is a different animal. They look. United, they look clearly. so good this season. I mean, they're, they're going to be really hard to stop. But overall, I mean, Ju- Juventus Real Madrid is the matchup I'm really excited yeah. for, just because we've seen them so many times go out. I mean, you remember in the semifinals a few years ago, a few years back, when mm-hmm. Juventus beat Real Madrid to go to the final, and then obviously the final last, last year, year when Real Madrid won. So that should be an interesting matchup, and obviously the the battle of the two English sides. Yeah, so exactly. Should be fun. Thought we were going to talk about the. Do- the draw at the end of the show we talked about it at the beginning of the show but good discussion there more yeah. than more than fine with that we'll start with Chelsea that was a more recent game and yeah. because I am controlling the show I guess we'll uh, yeah, do mine yeah, first yeah. not that I'm biased or anything but 3-0 loss in the second leg on aggregate 4-1 defeat I nothing a lot of Chelsea a lot of Chelsea fans were angry after that game and I think that's absolute BS because 
Conte went for it because if Conte had just sat back and put seven people behind the ball and like Bar- Mourinho. and like Mourinho, and we'll get to him in about ten minutes. Chelsea fans would have had a right to be angry. Chelsea fans should have been angry. A lot of Chelsea fans were angry after the Man City game and for for the for the right reasons because that was an absolute disaster. I don't know what Conte was doing and that he should never do that again. But he went for it against Barcelona. There's no shame in going for it against a world-class team like Barcelona and losing out to the world's to the current world's best player in Lionel Messi. I I just kind of threw up my hands and be like, "Okay, you know what? They're the best team in the world." And honestly, I I can't remember if I texted you this or Christian that this Chelsea team was not going to make it past a Bayern, yep, past a Real yeah. Madrid, past a, even a Man City in the mm-hmm. Champions League. It just wasn't going to happen yeah. this year. And the the thing I don't understand about the Chelsea fans overreacting was that they had to get a goal. Like, at the I very know. least, they had oh, to I get know. at least one. Scoreless draw puts Barcelona not, through. I was talking about this with Luke on the podcast a few weeks ago. You can't sit back and try to counterattack against Barcelona no. in Spain, no. too. It's not It's not going to happen. It is, the Camp Nou is and, such a fortress. And listen, the, the, goal, the goal really early on killed them right off the start yeah. just because you, you set that crowd on fire and Barcelona just ran with it from there. But I overall, I honestly thought the first 20 minutes of that game, Chelsea were very much in it. They che- had multiple Jackson, chances early Chelsea on. were very much in it until the third goal. Yep, They went toe-to-toe with Barcelona. I, mean, I said if... If that free kick from Marcus Alonso goes yep. in on the stroke of halftime, that's a completely different game. I'm yep. not. Sh- I'm not saying mm-hmm. that Chelsea win and go through, but I'm saying that this game goes to the 85th, 90th minute rather than I, the 70th. I completely agree. And honestly, just this is my one takeaway. Willian's the most underrated player in the Premier he's League. He's so good. I, he, I love him. He played so well he against was, both legs against Barcelona. Other than Messi, which he was a, he was the clear top player, he was, yes. the, he was the second best player I would agree. on the field, and I didn't think it was really very close I would agree. at all, to be honest. I mean, he's a threat every time he has the ball. He's able to bring it out wide, bring it inside, and he has he has a stroke, too. I mean, he can really he can really shoot the ball better than most players can in the freaking world. So he, he's awesome. I, I liked where Conte... I like that he started Giroud, or at least a striker of some, por- some sort. I, I was went- a huge fan of that. I would have went with Murata, personally, just because he has these... He's he- mad at Murata. He's I- he's sick of him. Yeah, but I, I still would have went with him, because he has the experience in Spain. He's gone up against Barcelona. I thought that at first, but the way he played when he came on just reass- reassured yeah. the fact... I mean, Giroud's kind of a statue. Like He's mm-hmm. very, very slow, and he got caught offside a lot, but the fact that there was a focal point of the attack really, really helped. Yeah, because, I mean, there were... In the first match, they were trying to go with the false nine with Hazard, Hazard, and it really and it wasn't. Kinda it kind of worked. It, 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 I mean, it was a one-one draw, but like Hazard was clear, he I was mean, unhappy. He was unhappy, and the, listen, they they didn't have any real threat up top other no. than Willian making plays. I mean, the only real chances they had in the first leg was because Willian hit two posts on twenty-yard shots, yeah. and then he had the goal from outside, which was brilliant. So, I I, I like the move. At least he showed the willingness to go to a striker, and like you said. Barcelona's just on another level. Oh, they they're, they're, they're so talented. And, th- and that's what it is. This really isn't about Chelsea. This is about, I mean, everybody knows they're kind of having a down year. Conte's probably on his way out. Fifth in the Premier League right now, really fighting for that for that top four spot next year. But this really is about Barcelona. This is really about just how good this team is. And I, I genuinely, I thought that the team was there for the taking. I thought that they were there for the taking in the first leg because this is a more, this is a more pragmatic they're more likely to ground out a 1-0 win than a previous Barcelona team. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I, I absolutely would. I, I think with— I mean, just look at their last win over Atletico. Yep. I mean, that was the definition of grounding out a absolutely. 1-0 win. And I, I think with—just as their their core players have gotten older with 
not even Messi alone, but you add Iniesta, Busquets, and they've added some youth in the back. But you also have Gerard Piquet still there. Yeah, they, they they've learned that they don't they don't have to break a game open to win. No, and I think that was a problem with previous managers like Iglesias. It just it didn't Enrique, I should say it it didn't make sense. They they always had the capability in the back and to control the game through the midfield with Iniesta and Busquets there, and as well as Rakitic now, who's been really good. They, they've always had the capability to control a game and win a dogfight when they wanted to. They never really showed the willingness to try to win that way. And I, I think we saw, even in the second, in the first leg against Chelsea, they, they Chelsea dominated, I thought, most of that game. But the fact that they showed the willingness where they, they could beat you on, they obviously could beat you on the counterattack, but once they scored, Barcelona pretty much dropped back towards the end yeah. of the game. Yeah, they did. And that those last ten real ten minutes, they showed the willingness to defend, yeah. and that 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 was important for Barcelona. And I think they're a real threat going forward in the Champions League. Obviously, they have an oh, easy yeah. matchup with Roma. I would say that and they're the favorites with the, right be, now. With the best player in the world, you're always going to be the favorites. The difference maker for me there is Dembele has to be better. I I I thought, I thought he was fine. I I, he did disappear for a while, he, but I th- I thought he was fine. I I. I I personally, I've never been a huge fan of him. Personally, mm-hmm. I thought he was overhyped. And from also, his he's kind, he's kind of wasted as a right mid in a four four two. Like yep. he's better as a white right winger. Exactly. That you, I would honestly, I I don't agree with the formation that they use with the two strikers. It's a very un Barcelona formation. Suarez is sh- Suarez and Messi can both play the wing if that, they want to. You said Suarez. I'm a little worried about him. He's yep. starting to hit a bad run of form. And yep. it's all on Messi's shoulders. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. I mean, Messi had a hand in all three goals. It's all on Messi's shoulders right now, which is fine. But if he has an off game, I mean, yeah, knock on wood, yeah, because he's they, Lionel Messi and he, yep. he's in the best, one of the best forms of his career right now. But they need Luis Suarez to step up if they want to win this Champions League. Mm-hmm. And right now, he's goalless in his last nine Champions yep. League appearances. And, and that's I, that's shocking I, for a striker of his quality. At some point, I feel you just have to try something new with him because you're going to be fine in the midfield and in the back no matter what with Barcelona. They have the talent there. And he's the one guy that really have to get going. I mean, I, I think Dembele, I personally don't think that he's very good. And once they get Coutinho in that side, the 4-4-2 would make much more sense going into next year. But I think Dembele, he's too weak. On, he's, he doesn't have the strength to get by these big defenders on the outside. I, I, I guess he'll be better as a midfielder in that aspect. Yeah. But he's weak on the ball and... He's a he's a good passer, but other than that, other than the goal, I didn't think he really did all that much during the game. Yeah, he was pretty much neutralized. Yeah, I would point. agree with that as well. It was a beautiful strike as oh, well. It was. It and the sad was. part is, if Courtois doesn't get a hand it's to that, right it goes Rudiger's right into Rudiger's head. head. Yeah, it, I it, saw that, yeah. and I just I just put my head in my hands when I yeah. saw that because when I first saw him, I'm just like, all right, good strike, whatever. But it was going right yeah. to Rudiger, and Courtois, who did nothing right, he tapped it away from Rudiger. So basically, it was his fault for all yeah. three goals. There's nothing you can really do. I mean, it's just bad luck. There's a lot of bad luck on Chelsea. Side. I mean, hitting the post four times yep. in, I mean, the last one was pretty irrelevant from Rudiger mm-hmm. when he hit the post off a corner. But hitting the post four times against a Barcelona side is tough. It's just, it's unlucky. And when you go out against a player with the quality of Lionel Messi, it is what it is. Chelsea weren't going to win the Champions League this year. It's it's probably better that Chelsea can focus on top four and FA Cup now. And I would I would love to see an FA Cup win because that was the one that got away from Conte last year. Mm-hmm. And that would be his swan song because he's so beloved as the Chelsea manager. I mean, the fans yep. love him. They still sing and his... He's earned it, too. Even I mean, though even though we're in fifth place right now, the fans are still singing his name because he's so likable. He's so relatable. He's down to earth. He's not going to yell at managers. He's not going to yell at officials like Mourinho did. He's not going to be 
up in his. He's not going to berate his stars too, like Mourinho. He's does. not going to be hid in his ivory castle, not really talking to anybody. He's very down to earth. He's very outgoing. I mean, this year he's been a lot more sedated because things have been going that well. But everybody loved him last year, and he's literally. I said this on the podcast before. It's very rare that a manager straight a manager wins the title for yep. a team, and, and that is what that it did last year. year because he took the three four three took the league by storm. And here's the thing: there, there's a very good chance. To, I mean, it's not very good, but. There's a there's a real there's a route for them to finish in the top four. I mean, oh yeah, you still have Tottenham and Liverpool mm-hmm. left to play, which are the two teams. I mean, they could realistically finish if in che- third. If Chelsea deserve to make top four, they will make top four. Yeah, but they if ha- they, they they, the margin of error is zero, but you, if they win all their games, they're yeah, in. I mean, they need they need the six. They need to win pretty much every game. There's room for maybe one, one draw, one, one draw. draw, and that's it. Yeah, but they have to have the six points from Tottenham and Liverpool yes. to get there. And they could, they could, if they win those two games, I could easily see them, see them eventually finishing and probably maybe third. And both of those games are at the Bridge. And yep. Spurs never won at the Bridge. They haven't won there since 1990. Nope. So that's a W right there. Even if it's even if it's a draw, I would not be too upset by that. The Liverpool game needs to be a win yeah. in my you opinion. Have, you have the Liverpool game needs to be a win and that one's at the Bridge as well. So mm-hmm. things the schedule has lightened up for Chelsea. It's only 4 points 4 points to Liverpool, 5 to Spurs with 8 to play. Not a not it's definitely yep. manageable. And I would not be I know United are a little bit clear right now, but just I mean, watch them. Watch them. I mean, I'm I'm watching them. They're not but clear. They, yeah, I mean, if you when you put it like that, I mean, they have City coming up too. Which yeah, which, that's probably that's, an, gonna that's be, an L. That's going to be an interesting game to see how. I mean, Guardiola is going to treat that like it's still the derby because it's. I mean, even though they're what. 17 points clear right now or was it how 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 high are they up uh, the that's table? a great question I'll look they're it like, up real they're quick. like they're like 17 clear of the table right now I think I could be off on that but they are at 81 points United's at 65 so six, 16 16 16 so that he's still gonna treat that like it's a big game and uh, that should be a win for city especially being they might, at the can NCAA. they still win the league at Old Trafford it's at city you're talking about I thought the game no, was at no, Old Trafford. Games at, games at Etihad. The first game was at Old Trafford when City won. Really? City won 2-1. Oh, I thought yeah. they were talking about winning the league at Old Trafford. I thought, it, okay, I guess, um, okay, that's my fault. I figured, well, I mean, mean they were you, talking about winning it against Man United, but I thought somebody said winning they, it at Old Trafford. No, the... Uh, winning it at home against yeah, Man United. I okay, my fault. Game, Silva had the first goal, and then you, Rashford scored, like, right before the the first half whistle. To, no, I, rem- the I remember that game, yeah, yeah. Fire. So, yeah, no, but regardless, that they're... They're not clear from second. I think they're clear top four, mm-hmm. but sec- second's not. They're not completely out of the woods yet. There. They are four points up on Tottenham, five on Liverpool, and they are nine, eleven, nine. They're nine up on on Chelsea. So they're not out of the woods just yet. Especially uh, with Mourinho. Yes, especially with Mourinho, and we will go over to Mourinho now. An absolutely humiliating. 2-1 defeat in the second leg, 2-1 on aggregate. United needed two goals to get through. They needed to win that 3-2, and they didn't even come close. Lukaku got the consolation goal right at the end, but it was, what a disaster from Jose Mourinho. That was probably the worst first half of football I've ever seen played in my entire life. And in the second half, Mourinho didn't make the changes that he needed. And it was it was coming. Sevilla definitely played well enough, and they sensed oh, it. They knew they, they that des- this was their time. They, they they deserve to go through, and it's not even a question. And they deserve to win the first leg, too, because the only reason they were in that was because Man United had David De Gea and Sevilla yeah, didn't. Yeah, I would agree with that as well. So, I mean, honestly... Probably the most embarrassing performance I've ever I've ever seen at Old Trafford. To to lose like that to a Sevilla side that 
has really struggled all year in La Liga, and they're in fifth right be, now. To, to be at to play this game at home on the big, biggest stage in the Champions League and knowing exactly what you have to do and then fail in such epic proportions is is such an utter disgrace. It's it, inexcusable. It's, 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 a, it's a disgrace. And like we mentioned, we're talking about Mourinho. I mean, the he has no willingness to to use the width of the field. I mean, United are stuck in their ways in this ten yard area in the middle of the field where they try to force everything through Lukaku, Sanchez, and Pogba. And it doesn't work. I mean, they weren't, they didn't use anything to the outside. And we mentioned before. I mean, the, the decision to start Fellaini over Pogba, and I get, I get, he was hurt in training, but you have to, you have to look at that game. You could, you could watch five minutes of that and realize that Fellaini didn't belong anywhere near the field. No. And the only reason he's on the field is probably to get to make, try to make sure he stays for next year, which won't even mean all that much considering you have a better player why of his does caliber. He, why does Mourinho it makes want no him sense. to stay? It makes no freaking sense. <laughs> what? I, I, I can't even... He's uh, been... Uh, he's never really been that good ever since he came from Everton. I mean, he was one of the David Moyes signings and everybody oh kind of hated him from day one. Oh, yeah. I mean... It's it's such a bizarre scenario. And him next to Matic, they're the same player. So yeah. you can't put them next to each other yeah. because no, that's I mean, one player playing two positions, and I, basically. I get playing pa- 10 and 11. I get if Pogba was hurt and you didn't want to start him, fine. But you ha- try to find a way at least to possibly change the formation and have a new setup where you only have to play one center midfielder. And I also part of it was I think Herrera would have started had he, had he been healthy. He got yeah. hurt in the first leg, which... Which is another game where Pog- so Pogba didn't start both legs of this of this of this Champions League tie, which is that's unex- inexcusable in itself. Then you have the fact that they don't use the width of the field. They don't make the adjustment at halftime where you see Rashford struggling on the right. You have Martial on the bench who could come in for him. They wait until the game's basically over to bring him in. Yeah. And uh, oh my god, I, I can't even. It's such a disaster. Yeah, you 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 want to just bang your head against the wall yeah. if you're a Man United fan, and I I. I I do not like Man United. It's it's pretty clear. I, we've talked about yeah. this before. So I all I could do was laugh when that first goal went in. When the second goal went in, I just kind of I just kind of smiled because I was like, wow, that really just happened, didn't it? And De Gea honestly was at fault for that goal. I mean, yep. there's not oh, a ton yeah. you could yeah. do, but he was he was pretty much at fault for that yeah. goal. I mean, they let Ben Yedder run. Oh, well, Ben Yedder was I mean, so good when he, he came they, on. They let, they let him run the entire FIFA legend, time. by the way. You pick him up in Ultimate Team. He's so good. Oh, I, I can't even get over it. it, it he, he, there was no one even near him half the time. Even Valencia, who's like prop, one of the most reliable players in the Premier League, he's been good. He's he was awful yeah. against against Sevilla. And the, the only real players that looked even remotely competent on the field were Bai, who I thought oh Bai, he's tremendous. Oh, he was incredible. And Lukaku, who Lukaku has surprised me over these past few weeks. After I called him out saying they should sell him, he was great against Chelsea. He was solid against Liverpool as well. He had the mm-hmm. assist to Rashford. And he had, I mean, the goalie score was nice. It was in consolation. But, I mean, he's the guy that they've had to go through with everything because Mourinho's style is just let's just kick it in the air, hope he can win a long ball, and then find a way to score on the counterattack. It's, it's just. It's I'm just laughing bizarre. over here because that's the worst way to play football. <laughs> it's, just, it, it's, it's so. He's playing kick and run, which is like. Yeah, it's, it's disgusting. Like, For a team like Man United, come on. Like you got the Man United is the biggest club in England. I have no shame in saying that. I mean, Man United is the yeah, big, probably the third is. biggest club in the world yeah. behind Real Madrid and Barcelona. I yep. would say, and yep. they're it, playing like this with a manager who's coming out and having a twelve and a half minute rant straight, no questions in between, just a twelve and a half minute rant about how good he is as a yeah. manager. Okay, I, I need to address that for a second. I've said this before: worst press conference I've ever seen, like ever, and, and in I, any and, sport, in any sport ever, and I've seen some bad ones. 
First off, he's trying to compare. He basically compared himself to David Moyes and Van Gaal and like put himself on the same plane as him mm-hmm. and saying that they're the same quality manager. Which is, if if you're Jose Mourinho with that ego, makes zero sense whatsoever. Yeah. Second off, you're talking about teams with the Moyes era and this team now, which is, has so much more talent than went Moyes. I mean, you look at you look at the roster composition that compared to the 2013 or 2014 when David Moyes came in and the team that he has now, this team should be winning the Premier League with no contest whatsoever. And, and I get City has been tremendous this year. That, that's in and of itself. But it, it's just so bizarre how he just feels the need to, to just basically compliment himself in a press conference. And it's, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's true. Just, he just feeds, oh my God, he feeds into his own ego. It's, it's the, it's the, oh, it's, I don't even I don't even know what to say anymore. Just it, I've become so sick of watching him. It's like I'd rather send him to the moon right now <laughs> than have to watch him coach another. And it's sad because I was in your shoes about two and a half years ago. It was November of 2015. Chelsea were league champions, and Branislav Ivanovic was probably one of the worst players in the Prem based on his form at that time. And oh, Mourinho started him game after game. After game, and he would get roasted by opposing wingers, give up an average of a goal a game to opposing wingers or strikers, and Mourinho would just start him casually. If it wasn't for Willian, which is funny because it seems like Willian plays his best when Chelsea are playing their worst. If it wasn't for Willian, Chelsea probably would have been in the relegation zone with him as manager. Thank God, Chelsea, we finally fired him in December right before Christmas, finally got him out of there, kind of salvaged. We didn't salvage anything from that season, but Mourinho would have just taken the team even further down. I mean, ever since then, he's had this weird inferiority complex going on where he just he, he needs to he feels the need to prove himself when he doesn't real I mean you've got two champions leagues dude like come on yeah, you, just, you don't need to be that insecure it's it's such a bizarre situation and I mean it's I, it's I, very fun watching it from afar I'll oh, say that I, I bet I mean if I was a Chelsea fan I'd be I'd be like licking my chops oh right I'd now. be I laughing mean, I, oh thank God we got thank you for the thank you for another league title but man oh man was it was or am I glad you were gone and it's funny just because like there's so much controversy and there's still five four points clear a second yeah and but this is Man United. You guys should not yep. be that far behind City. You guys should be challenging for the Champions League. Oh, a- like this is, like I, mean, I said, you guys are the is, third biggest team in was, the world. I think this is the fourth year in a row where they haven't made it to the quarterfinals of the yeah. Champions League, which it, it, it's inexcusable at, at a club like Manchester United. And I, I know I've, I've talked a lot about Mourinho and how he's at fault, but... At some point, the players do have to step up. San- Alexis Sanchez has been horrific. Oh since yeah, he's, he's been, been awful. I mean, he doesn't look the same. His it's, transition time is almost yeah. up. Like he's got to get his stuff. He got. He's got to get it together. It's it's simple passes at this point that he's he's unable to make. When Pogba came in against Sevilla, I mean, this just the simple things haven't been able to get done. I mean, like I said, the only guys that really like looked like they belonged out there were Lukaku and Bai. Bai was and incredible. And obviously, uh, that De Gea is without without said he's the best goalkeeper in the world. Yeah, he, he's he's tremendous, but. No one else has looked like they belonged, and that that's been one of the most important things. And I think part of that is they don't want to buy into anything that Mourinho says anymore because they're so sick of him. But I mean, I, ask Eden Hazard, yeah, ask Diego yeah. Costa. I mean, they, that's the ask, same thing. Ask Paul Pogba now. I oh, mean, Pogba, Pogba, he's got to be fed up at this yeah. point. He's got to be and done even, with him. Even Martial at this point. I mean, Martial, oh yeah, Martial Mar- just Mar- gets Martial. There are rumors now about him potentially going to Juventus, which I'd be great, great I'd, pickup for them. He's going to fly once I'd he gets go, out of Man United. I would, be incensed if he went to, if if they tr- if they get rid of him and not get rid of Mourinho because it seems like it's going to be Pogba and Martial go or Mourinho goes at this point and 
Woodward has to be smart enough at this point to realize that this thing is going to get blown blown out of proportion quickly if he chooses to let his star players, his star, young star players, not to mention, I mean, Martial's like 21 years old. Pogba's, He's still so Pogba's, young. Pogba's a, one of the best young center midfielders in the entire world. And we're keeping a 55-year-old manager who's outdated completely. His tactics suck. Yeah, and I would agree with he's that. Gonna, he's going to turn this thing quickly into the ground if they if he doesn't act soon. Mm-hmm. I, it has to happen at some point. No, I 100% agree with you. Who needs to get fired? Who deserves to get fired more? Arsene Wenger or Jose Mourinho? That's tough, right? That's a That's, wow. I mean, I feel like it's got to be Wagner. I mean, he, he, he it's been... It's just been the same thing for so long. At no, Arsenal. but they're getting it together. Then they might make the Champions League. All they got to do is win three more knockout games, and they're good. And it, I, mean, the te- I mean, the they, they teams that take... are left are good. But this is classic Arsenal, they right? Play... When everything yep. is all lost, they take that one competition that they're still in and take it all the way to the yep. end, just to keep Wenger's job. That's what always happens. Yep. And I really will be upset if Chelsea don't make the Champions League and Arsenal do. I will be furious if we are the only top sixteen, top six team not in the Champions that, League next year. That, oh, I would be so mad. That would be re- that would be. Well, that's really Arsenal this year, so yeah. it wouldn't be the first. I mean, what, time. what are they quarters now? After quarters. Beating Milan? They've got CSK Moscow, which is pretty easy. There are still teams like Atletico and Lazio. Those are the two big teams probably left. Sporting as well, they're kind of underrated, but those yeah. are the two big I teams. I mean, Atletico's going to be the tough team to get by yeah. in the finals because, I mean... In a one game, I think I think Arsenal can do it. If they don't draw Atletico in the semifinals, I think they win the Europa League. I don't think they beat them over two legs. I think they beat them in a one-leg final. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Just I mean, because you've seen how good Arsenal is in finals. And, and yeah, that's just classic yeah. Arsenal. Like, yeah. come on. You, 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 they, bring, they bring you back when you mm-hmm. when you have no expectations whatsoever. And just to stay on them quickly for a sec, Mkhitaryan's been phenomenal. Yeah, he's been great. He's been there. And, and another, one, another Mourinho casualty. It doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, you let him free, basically you let him free at some point. It's going to be the same if they let Martial mm-hmm. go and the same thing if they let Pogba go. So... Oh, it's just it's such it's such a disaster. It really <laughs> it is, and it's such a it's a shame. Who who goes? I mean, Conte's pretty much gone. I would say so, point. yes. But I mean, clear, clearly Mourinho deserves to get fired over him. I thought I think Conte's done a pretty good job, and I personally don't think I would give Conte at least a half a half the sorry half the season to start next year. Um. I would say listen, in a vacuum, yes, but that's not how Abramovich operates. And I well, think yeah, with I'm, Ancelotti on the table, and I think Ancelotti with his willingness to come back to London, I think that's what's going to happen. But in a vacuum, yes, I would agree with you. I think Conte, he's kind of gotten screwed over by the board this year. He he hasn't yeah. gotten any of the players he wanted, and that's that's the lack of communication. That's why Chelsea is so inconsistent as a club. He went from first to tenth to first and now fifth because the board and the manager never get along, and that's yeah. why managers change so quickly because Conte's not getting the players. He didn't want Ross Barkley. He didn't want Emerson. He wanted Alexandro, and he wanted, I don't know, he wanted somebody else. Like He wanted to spend 50 mil on somebody because he knew if he wanted to win the Champions League, like, like Abramovich wants him to, he needed these players. I still, I still can't get over Ross Barkley. Dude, what? That was the dumbest buy, and he's been injured ever since he got good, here. That would have been good like three years ago yep. where he looked like one of the best teenage midfielders in the world. But, I mean, he's 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 fallen a far way. But yeah, what a waste overall, of money Overall, it's uh, considering where United and Chelsea are, Chelsea's one year removed from the title, United's in second place, it's an utter catastrophe right now. <laughs> it's it's like another catastrophe. It's pretty it's pretty funny. I mean, and some of it might be an overreaction, but 
overall, it's it's kind of it's it's kind of you got to find comedic humor at some point in the road. There's a final thoughts from Jackson Heil finding comedic humor in Jose Mourinho. I don't know if you can, but at some point you kind of you're kind of relegated to that fact. Exactly. But good episode. That was fun. That was a that, fun that, episode. Really flew by. It's nice to kind of throw some punches at our own team, <laughs> which uh, I needed for sure. So. Oh, yes. I'm glad to be glad to be here for your venting, Jackson. As he as he sits back in his chair and I takes a deep it. breath. I love it. Jackson Heil, John Furlong, bit of a spring break coming up for us. We'll see you again in about a week or two. This is FUVFC.